0: Last time in my life I'm truly free
1: To see the click of forest for the poison sea To see the waters occupy the shores of Jersey And I feel alive Alright,
0: welcome to another fun episode of Cal Fire Crackpots Possibly the last episode What? In case we get drafted Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Forgot Kelfair about that crackpot's part. reporting from live in Ukraine. Um Live situation... from Kiev. Live from Kiev situation is that we have hijacked a Russian tank and are heading for the Polish border.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Oh my god. I this is weird because it's the one antagonistic um like invasion by an imperialist country in our lifetimes that wasn't caused by the US. Yeah. It's that's why this is such a, a familiar out-of-body experience, but
1: so familiar and yet oh, something's missing.
0: Yeah. Something is missing. America is missing. Um, I'm gonna just cut to the chase. We're talking about climate change denialism, but let's get to the news, because that's probably what we're gonna be talking about for a while. Um, a couple news items. I'm just gonna start with this one. <laughs> so the governor of Texas signed into law something that so just to back up all teachers in pretty much the united states are required by law that if they suspect that there's child abuse going on or that if they have probable cause that this a student is about to hurt themselves or others they are required by law to report that now texas has extended that to if the kid is trans um they need to report that is child abuse
1: that's i wouldn't expect anything less from texas
0: I am. This is. I am beyond disgusted. This is probably the most insane use of legislation that was totally done intentionally. Right when everyone was distracted
1: with Ukraine, it was the day of the invasion. They, oh my god, this always happens. This what do we always happens? Remember what was it a year or two ago when uh, all the Democrats left Congress on 9-11 as like sort of like a moment of silence kind of thing and then the republicans passed a bill intermittently i
0: don't know why you would as a socially conscious individual would move to or continue to live in texas i i I honestly don't know and the the governorship campaign for texas right now is someone who's like saying Greg Abbott isn't a real conservative. Like, yeah. like what, what else do you want him to do? How more do, real do of a conservative on- can you get? Do you want this onion article to be real? Because the way I'm seeing it, it's not that far from the truth. I mean, yeah, we have trans representation on this podcast, and this is the most disgusting thing I've ever, like, I've seen this week, and I've seen a lot of disgusting things this week, so I had to update the, um, the next Friday, hmm. the next Friday meme, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's next Friday, um, we are recording this at six thirty-six on Sunday, February 27th, and as of now, I don't know why you would get your news from a podcast, but as we're recording this, just so you know, Kiev is surrounded and Russia has put its nuclear arsenal on alert in response to NATO troop buildups on the Polish border. It's yeah. Nothing if a nuclear war is going to happen, this would be the stupidest way for it to start.
1: It's, it would it's be... not over...
0: It's not over any highbrow humanitarian goals. It's not over any um, big resource grabs. It's it's over uh, a territorial squabble with politics from 40 years ago.
1: I always thought that World War III would start as a result of some sort of counter-protest for a genocidal nation's effort um, thing. So, you know, well, think of like what happened in Yemen, what's happening in uh, China, that kind of feels like a natural leeway into a third world war because... This is not
0: the way I would have expected. World this is not the way I would have
1: expected it because it really does just boil down to Putin wants Ukraine.
0: Yeah, well, or at the very least, he wants Ukraine to be um, uh, non-aligned. Uh, yeah. Well, there's a delegation meeting in... A, Belarus well the border of Ukraine and Belarus tomorrow to try to negotiate a ceasefire um, I have seen more war crimes than I can count on my fingers and toes um, over the past two days on video I've seen Russian tanks going out of their way to run over cars I've seen Russians shooting at cars and I've also seen a fair number of dead Russians um
1: it's not even of... a war where there's a justifiable way to support russia no matter which perspective you approach it from there's no legitimate reason to support russia
0: and i ma- i made these slides um thursday so that was when the invasion was getting underway i updated the news slide like yesterday and in APUS history right now we're discussing world war ii with the lead up to it uh, what caused it? How, like, you know, what the doing. So the Sudetenland is this part of Czechoslovakia here, which is which was at the time mostly predominantly German speaking and had a German culture, but it was still part of Czechoslovakia. So at this point, Hitler had already annexed uh, Austria, and France and Britain were in no position to start a war the people were tired after world war one they they wanted to just say you know what like we'll give them that little part of czechoslovakia that'll be the end of it if we just give them that part of land that they'll stop grabbing land so they chose appeasement and they gave him the sudetenland and then they took all of czechoslovakia then poland and then all of fucking europe it's just it it, there's no end to an imperialism um on, on until you get um, whacked in the head. Um, I think with the the US the US's imperialism came to a head probably in like around Vietnam when just we lost so hopelessly that we were kind of knocked down a few pegs. And that hasn't really happened with Russia yet.
1: And, yeah the domino theory that brought us into Vietnam existed out of the idea that America could fight a war and win at any given moment and that they ought to fight a war and win in order to simply spread ideals or um to stamp out those that go against their ideals
0: and this was the the vietnam and korean war and all of those cold war proxy battles were at least for something it was for the belief that an ideology would give people in other countries a better life versus the ideology that someone else wanted to push there i'm not going to get into the politics of communism versus capitalism i'm just going to say that it was fought on the pretense that they were doing the right thing yeah and um, this
1: it's i don't i don't even i don't even see it it's in this war it's fought under the pretense that going to war is the right thing which is far different than they're doing the right thing
0: it's 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 I don't know what's going to happen. I, I honestly have some predict like 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 I honestly usually have predictions on this but I I don't know.
1: If I, I had to guess I... um the way things are right now at this exact moment uh Russia will probably become resource deprived as a result of most developed nations saying this won't fly Russia and then following that that doesn't mean that the conflict would necessarily end, but it does mean that more counter resistance would be felt. So Russia's economy is
0: basically completely shut off. They are cut out of most of their banks are cut out of transferring money with other countries. Um, inflation in Russia is going crazy. There's runs on banks, visa and MasterCard will no longer be accepting payments in Russia after today. Um, a lot of internet service is down for them. Pornhub is down for them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, um, and one Russian ruble is worth less than one Roebuck.
0: Yeah, well, it's been like that for a while, to be fair. Yeah. It, Russia hasn't really had the best economy, but, like, basically, they're not importing anything. They're not exporting anything. And I fully expect that the, Russia intended for this to happen. Um, I there's smart the smart boys and girls in Russian military command and I fully expect that they they did this kind of thinking this would happen and I don't I don't know what they have going on with China but I know it's probably something yeah um they I I this is this is just crazy it, it's, it's I I've been always. following the I've been following this since December when, and I was like one does not simply put two hundred thousand troops on a border of a country which you had a war with eight years ago without the out- without the intention to use them and it's there yeah. were, there were people coping saying like they were just peacekeeping I'm like
1: what do you what,
0: what do you have two hundred thousand troops on the border for like
1: that's do, not peacekeeping you... numbers that's like those are rallying war effort numbers and
0: Russia, and, and I think it's really funny that Russia's losing this, because yeah. they, they. It, it's in my eyes because of two reasons. One is because Russia is a big country. It has a lot of things going on. It has its economy to manage. It's got all the other wars that it's involved in, it's got to manage. This is just one facet of that. For Ukraine, this is their everything. And also, if you really want to break the spirit of a country, you need to just... I'm going to quote Donald Trump in his campaign path, in his, his 2016 campaign. Bomb the shit out of him. <laughs> like, you need to shell the city day and night, like, just completely, complete total war campaign if you want to break the spirit of your enemy. And they haven't done that. It's been kind of send some people in to try to get, like, it cleared for big artillery, and they get mowed down. And it's something like at least five thousand Russians have been killed for Ukraine's like few hundred. Yeah, that's either that's either showing Russia's incompetence or Ukraine's devotion. Um, I don't know. We'll keep coming back to this. There's not really much more I want to say on this news topic. Greg Abbott, ab- actually get fucked. If, you are, if get you're if li- you're yeah. if you're listening from Texas, why are you still here? Like, why are you still there? I I actually want to get the opinion of someone who lives in Texas, why you live in Texas. It is a terrible state with terrible policies and their only policy seems to just be making fun of other people trying to make a difference. And it's your power grid basically collapsed um, last year. Um, If so, I watched, uh, I read a lot of the investigation report of what happened now. Your the electric grid needs to stay at sixty hertz. Um, otherwise, really bad things happen. And all like all the electric grid interconnects in North America are wired like are programmed such that if the whole grid frequency falls below sixty hertz by a certain margin, the entire grid will shut down, and it takes weeks to get it back up. That was about uh, three minutes away from happening. If the frequency fell below sixty hertz for only three more minutes um a lot more people would have died and what has your state done to upgrade the electric grid to protect against cold snaps that are becoming far more common jack shit
1: the issue is that they'd rather cope with this idea of perceived independence and have an arbitrarily separated power grid and go and say that the 50-year snowstorm that's happened two years okay, in a row won't happen for another 50 years, another 50 years. and then have the audacity to say that california
0: sucks their electricity grid is bad it's like that looks oh you terrifying. have to wait
1: eight, you have to wait eight hours in line for the hospital because you have public health care like okay you don't have a hospital because everything's shut off because the power grid froze over like
0: okay at least california is experiencing the growing pains of transitioning to a um a fully uh, renewable grid and those'll those'll work themselves out over time but no you'd rather just let your people freeze to death um i just want to say greg abbott talks mad shit for someone who could literally be tipped out of his wheelchair and be completely helpless
1: Ooh, is that the next episode of CC? Is that going to be us traveling down to Austin, finding him at a um a uh campaign rally, and then just tipping him out of his wheelchair? That would be and getting accosted best. by state police.
0: That would be the the best way to get um the to get arrested. But let's a couple more things. Let's talk draft evasion policies. What's our draft evasion policy?
1: uh be gay and canadian
0: well no that won't work because we have a democrat in office That's oh shoot! Sure. yeah be canadian yeah a democrat uh well no because canada has an extradition agreement with the u.s
1: be mexican
0: um uh, let me look up countries with extradition treaty with u.s so that would be if mexico has one you'll have to go to to africa um all of north and south america all of europe you could go to china or you could go to russia ukraine doesn't let's have see. ones
1: so you could go um, there it,
0: it, really you'd have to go to africa
1: let's see what else we've got
0: or you um, probably won't even
1: oh hey the you maldives that's pro- nice you
0: you know what you probably wouldn't even need to go far i am sure just live in the
1: woods um, what do you think about nepal i heard they're one of the happiest nations yeah, it's not. It's not in a good. Uh, it's not a
0: good geographic position. Um,
1: Cambodia. My, str-
0: my strategy, just get really fat, like just, just, like my six hundred pound life, like mega obese. It's like, sorry, I can't even hold a gun. Like,
1: would you rather live in Belarus or shoot off two of your toes and dodge the draft? Two of my toes. Yeah.
0: I I I'd go with all of them cuz like I could get like prosthetic toes to help with balance and everything and you know I could just wear closed-toed shoes all the time. There are very few things that I would wouldn't do to avoid going to Belarus. Yeah. Um I I don't know. I don't want to kill. I don't want to die. <laughs> is, that, could... is that is that's is that such an unpatriotic notion? I don't I don't I don't want to kill people. I don't want to die. It's like we're all people yeah and i'm i i'll bet that those poor people um in russian uniforms want to be there is just as little as the ukrainians do fighting it's an autocracy everyone's afraid of the person above them of course and it's just i watched this video of putin's um senior spy like director of like whatever spy association they have standing up to putin And just the fear in this man's voice and the way Putin reacted to it, I'm like, this man isn't alive anymore. Yeah. Like, and and, and if Putin's, like, probably one of his, like, equivalent of cabinet members was that afraid, and rightly so, you have an autocracy, you have a dictatorship. And it's... (sighs) Ah, I don't know. I, there's nothing I can even say that hasn't been said. Watch the news. This is probably going to be outdated before we even finish this uh, recording. Just watch the news. Stay safe. Um, let's move on. So, people.
1: People. 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 The, the, they're weird. Honest to God, people are sometimes the worst. Dude, I like...
0: On jaw, on jaw, all right. People are really grinding my gears. On baby. Oh yes, on on moving on. Alright, so we got (laughs) we got uh climate grief. There's 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 seven stages of grief, so you got shock, so that you're like heavens, you hear the noise, you hear the news, and then denial, trying to avoid the inevitable so that's like saying like hell no that that ain't true anger you're pissed bargaining you're trying to like find a way out of it and then depression you're all sad and then testing which i didn't quite understand but that's you're trying to find like solutions to it and then acceptance
1: yeah i think testing is like a more healthy version of the coping that you see before it
0: yeah i think that's yeah i think that's trying to get to acceptance but this is actually a pretty good model for grief. And what I find with climate change is if you're cool, you usually end up about here. And this is probably where you stay because acceptance is bullshit. Like you can't. That's not that's not climate change. This that's, is where that's, you imp- stay. that's
1: just full embracement of climate change, which is anything but healthy.
0: Yeah. So the testing parts where you want to be, where people tend to get stuck is either in denial or bargaining um that's what we're going to be talking about today so there's many different flavors of climate change denial and the first one is um just straight up denial of science did i spell science right s-c-i-e-n yeah you did i did all right so this is um the five camps of science denial which i found is really fun so there's a few that I find for su- that I find most common when I'm talking with people who are denying climate change. So the first would be bulk fake a- experts. So that's quoting people who have qualifications that don't exist. That's the great global warming swindle. It's people who on the surface seem to have all these like doctorates and are in universities with press contacts but that either they aren't or it's crap.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And then impossible expectations, that's lowering your expectations in terms of saying that the 1.5 degree uh, benchmark doesn't matter. It's all arbitrary. And then conspiracy theories, we got a few in there. So something must be wrong. Like, this is impossible. That's the camp of it was cold today, so there's no climate change. Or you're just immune to evidence. People just deny whatever is in front of them. That's, yeah. that's science denial. And then there's anecdotal denial. We got some, uh, so you have any stories about anecdotal denial?
1: Anecdotal denial is a very interesting one because in terms of real evidence, you have a sample size. It's just One. Anyone who knows anything about stats knows that having a sample size of one is just about the worst you could have. And I don't know Um,
0: anything about stats, and I still think it's bad.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's common sense, and people who don't go out of their own closed circle and don't talk to anyone except like-minded individuals and don't associate... Their beliefs with anything other than the same two news sources are going to end up forming a set of beliefs that are very hard to shake, yeah, that's and, why I
0: find oh, go ahead
1: and the problem with that is anything that shakes those beliefs is going to be met with a pretty strong backlash, which is where anecdotal con- denial comes in
0: and that that's that's one of the most problematic things that I've found out with the internet um is that. You know, in the '80s, let's say, um, I was like, I think that Jewish people control the world's financial systems and are responsible for every war, and just, and you know, blah blah blah, cause wildfires, everything. Everyone would say, "What the hell's wrong with you?" And I'd be socially berated, and then th- that'd be yeah. the end of it. I'd, I'd be, I'd be normal.
1: There might be an even now, crazier guy somewhere that thinks the same thing, but you'll never but, talk to him. Yeah, you'll never know who he is, but then
0: if you have that same belief now, you can find a whole community of hundreds and hundreds of people all over the world who believe the same exact thing, most of them probably worse than you, who are going to radicalize you, and then the people in the real world who tell you off who you would have taken their word at face value, you're now like, oh, they're in on it, or something equivalent. You have your circle of people who are just, it's a circle jerk of reinforcing your beliefs, you're echo chambered, there's no discourse. That's why I encourage people to immerse themselves in situations in which you're the only one with a certain belief, because it'll either put a check on that belief or it'll help you to put it into perspective as to how popular it really is, because I don't know if you've noticed this, but I found myself disagreeing with people a lot more than I agree with people on a whole host of issues Agreed. I think that I think that's healthy. Uh, I think it's it's healthy to have your circles online where you have like minded people. Again, this is assuming that your um beliefs are trans people should have human rights and not like something racist. <laughs> um, but like if your belief is you know healthy and good, but it's not something that's held in the co- collective consciousness. It's healthy to have those circles of people who mostly agree with you, but for that to be your only circle is kind of
1: dangerous. Yeah. Challenge your beliefs, but ensure that your beliefs are also justifiable. Yes. Find sources to back up your beliefs, but if you can't find sources, maybe that has some implication on your beliefs.
0: Something might be wrong. Um, don't get crazy, otherwise you, might, you may find yourself uh, pooping on Nancy Pelosi's desk
1: you better start believing in crazy people considering you are one
0: you better start believing in crazy people seeing as you watch a long format leftist podcast about climate change made by two high schoolers Uh, yep (laughs) (laughs) anyway um so this is an interesting graph it's from carbon brief and it was asking some people in britain i guess 2010 was a unusually cold winter in britain and it they just ask people on the street, does this mean climate change isn't happening? So um, not many people agreed, uh, I guess, kind of good. Looks like a bit uh, less than a quarter, but maybe about 20 percent of people uh, agreed with them. And most people were like, no, that's BS. And in 2010, I'm a little surprised. Yeah. Like, 2010 is almost like... 2010, climate change was still kind of a, a fringe thing. Like, that... Most... Hold on. Most of these uh, protests back here are from Obama's first term.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, that was when climate change was still extremely unpopular. Um, just in terms of coal was still pretty widely held. And really, there weren't too many major effects of climate change, or if there were, like, stuff like Katrina... It was less attributed to it.
1: Climate change was an issue, and it was something that was documented and a possible trend. I mean, we there have been studies conducted by the government about similar issues all the way back to the Carter presidency. And the issue was no one really cared at that point. It, it's, there were people it's, it, that it, did, but there was no Greta Thunbergs. There was no people that were bringing it into actual mainstream light
0: it's in the same vein now is is i i i said to you you know um the sun is going to make the earth not able to support life in 4 billion years so i don't know if it's 4 billion it's it's it's, it's in like, the order it's of it's a very long time away it's in the order of billions and it's a little bit different but i'm like okay yeah eventually i guess we're going to need to find a way to find another planet and do that but you know there's a war on right now we got we got climate change to worry about we got all this other crap to worry about Let's leave that for a later that that's what it was. That's what it was. Everyone was occupied with the recession at the time, so
1: yeah, there was just a housing crisis that only was What's... very like only was very starting to slow down. you know,
0: and then we got reverse science. this one's fun. This one is people using science, but in the wrong way, this isn't pseudoscience, this would be actual trends but they're kind of
1: misinterpretation of data is a good way to say it.
0: So this would be, you know, earth's magnetic field. It it wouldn't have much to do with climate change. It would mostly have to do with UV radiation. Um, Earth's magnetic poles are in the process of flipping. Um, People don't really know what that's going to be. It could be kind of, you know, you need to wear extra sunscreen in the summer or, oh my god, all of our appliances are going to die. Uh, I don't know. It's trending to be the former, but we'll see. Um, anyway, people are kind of turning that on their head to mean, oh, that's what's causing climate change. It's a scientific event that only happens once every forty, fifty thousand 50,000 years. That's got to be it.
1: It's a simpler way of explaining it off than the things you do have a tendency to emit carbon dioxide and other Things into the atmosphere which cause more solar energy to be absorbed, which you can't see or really even notice on a day-to-day scale, but have caused a long-term, decades-long trend towards hotter climates and more regular weather. But to the average person that's never seen a Doppler radar and that's never even understood what climatology or really any major form of science is... That's kind of a foreign concept.
0: Yeah, or it could be, I guess, kind of the foreign concept of scientific evidence. I think, so, I read this book recently called The American Age of Unreason, and it was kind of, take it for what it is, it's kind of a snot-nosed, um, little bit pompous book, but it it was kind of, it was smartly written, and it was kind of about how, um, The education system for the last two generations, mostly being focused on facts and not really teaching people how to have discourse, has made people such that their opinions are more based on emotion. And that's why it's called the Age of Unreason. It's because people's opinions are no longer focused on, well, I don't think they ever were, but... As we're advancing into a society, we're still finding that the way we form our beliefs isn't changing. Yeah. And that's really unfortunate. And I'm hoping that more people out there kind of start to realize that you can't just you can't be run on emotion. You have all these different facets to your personality that need to be involved in socializing you politically, and they all need to be involved. Yeah. Anyway, then there's the identity politics. Who's, the, who's uh, this? Uh, we... Who's this? Um, gentleman whose tie whose tie is loose.
1: Oh my god! I literally just watched a documentary on him. I'm going to lose my shit. Why don't I know his name? He um. What? Hold up. Right. Wait. Hold up. Uh. S-
0: what, are you talking about Joe Manchin or the ExxonMobil exec?
1: Uh, Joe Manchin. Wow. Look.
0: <laughs> the, the, the key holder, like the, the man who holds the golden ticket to the United States Senate. Ugh. Ugh. So when you're at the point where if you're a terrible human or you your entire livelihood depends on a certain industry... Or you hold a certain set of political beliefs. it becomes easier to have that conflict of interest with climate change in terms of i'm gonna make money if climate change um is stays under wraps, so i'm gonna go to that cordon it's not it's not really denial so much as it is a making other people have denial
1: yeah but it's they're... like is climate change a more important issue than keeping our miners in their jobs and in the dirty coal mines?
0: Well, yeah, it's because a society without coal has zero use for people who know how to operate heavy machinery. No, But but no, people, uh, Silicon Valley would rather teach them to code. Yeah. No, we don't need heavy machinery operators, do we? Uh,
1: people fail to recognize that blue-collar jobs will always exist everywhere there are jobs yeah.
0: and i don't believe in the concept of unskilled labor i think most uh desk jockeys wouldn't last a, like one night in a uh, kitchen uh for dinner rush and they wouldn't last one minute in a bike shop during the summer rush <laughs> so i think the whole the whole concept of unskilled labor is kind of bs but when it comes to labor that requires a college graduate and my litmus test for what counts as blue collar versus white collar is can your work be performed remotely like yeah it may one. be inconvenient it may be inconvenient to do it but can it if the answer is well the hell no like that's antithetical to the job well then it's not so there you go and then my favorite flavor the doomer the fear paralysis that's the um that's getting stuck in shock sorry depression i mean that's you believe climate change is happening you know it's happening you're scared that it's happening you just didn't get past the depression you just you just thought there's nothing you could do so you just want to sink into your like depression you may you you know you may vote for bernie but you, you may support bernie but you don't go out on election day you don't make your voice heard you don't you don't care you you care but you don't care and that's that's probably the second most um, unproductive to the climate crisis person the first is you know your bible thumping climate change denying southerner and then this guy yeah it's dangerous don't Ugh. be him then there's fear of change so change is scary you know Change, change is scary. It, it's so scary, you know. It's like climate change, whether we fix it soon or fix it, um, by default when we're human, humanity likes population halves, um, is gonna bring a lot of changes on society. It may bring about a socialist economic system. It may bring about a decentralized economy based on not having two-hour shipping to your house. It may bring about an economy where people need like need to fix their own cars or need to make a phone last for a long day. You know, it's going to bring about so many like different changes in humanity. And a lot of people are scared of it for any number of these reasons, either that they might not have a say in what that future is going to be, or it's unknown. It's upsetting to them or that they, they fear the life that they might lose. There's a lot of things going on and it's scary it's scary to me and it's scary to a lot of other people but if you can accept that the change that climate change will bring about to humanity is a lot less scary than the change it'll bring about if we don't fix it you know you can get along a lot better
1: you have to you have to pick change somewhere you ought to pick positive change
0: absolutely um and then we just have the worst one the worst (sighs)
1: <sighs> this troll. is
0: they they wanna watch the world burn, literally. If 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 they can make that stupid meme format with the uh the, 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 the triggered liberal like owned liberal then then they'll be happy. they're bad, they're terrible. Um just don't engage with them. You're never gonna convince them of anything. It's 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 really unhelpful. And you'll waste a lot, a lot of emotional energy. Yeah. But I have had the pleasure of probably convincing many people that climate change is actually a problem. I've probably about, I'm going to say 50 or 60 times. And I've put together five ways, like five steps to convince someone that climate change is an issue and this could work for pretty much anything so start with graphs start with data start with showing you know warming trends over time but don't overdo it if it's obvious that they're it's not working for them if it's obvious that they're just denying or belittling you or saying don't try to outsmart me or something just don't if because if you keep doing it it's just going to make it worse
1: it's not worth your time you're radicalizing them. That's the and, big thing. You're radicalizing them,
0: and then if that doesn't work, ask for their opinion. Ask what they think is happening. Ask, you know, is it? Do they think that it's politics? Do they think that it's um, change? Do they actually think that it's happening? Are they using reverse science? Are they using anecdotal denial? Try to figure out. You need to know their ideology better than they do,
1: yeah. and then
0: you need to make them realize the continuity of change. So if they travel a lot or if they've lived in one place for their entire life, you say, Hey, have you noticed that this has changed over time? Or, Hey, have you noticed that the ice is on the lake for less and less time every year? Even if they don't admit it, it's forcing them to look at things that have happened. This is running off the assumption that they're usually older, by the way, this is, um, it's kind of making them realize that, Hey, Hey, this has kind of changed over time. What's up with that? And it might be one article they read on Fox news. That's, the only opinion they have on climate change, because it's maybe something that they're not super interested in. You just need to make them realize that something is happening. And then, this is my favorite one, it's you need to appeal to their politics. So that's... You gotta give in a little
1: bit. You gotta ease them into it.
0: This is probably the most interesting one. So, one of my favorite books is called uh, Cooler Smarter. It's written by the Union of Concerned Scientists. It's a little older, but it's still useful. And some stuff it had in there is you should you should kinda of, if they're more like right wing conservative, you could say, Hey, um, the transition to clean energy would help us, you know, get off foreign oil. We wouldn't have to worry about the situation in the Middle East all the time. That that works a lot. Or it could be like, you know, it's our it's our duty to make a, a world that's more equitable and sustainable and that nice to live in for our children and our grandchildren so just stuff that's like use words like duty or patriotic or you know where i'm going with this
1: yeah i know i know you're going with it
0: yeah and then best rule just be nice offer an easy way out don't gloat don't say well i told you so or you're how could you not know this is happening That's just going to force people to different camps. Offer an easy way out. Don't be an asshole about it. This hasn't failed me yet. It's failed me... I'm I'm sorry, it's failed me once, but that person was just...
1: Beyond saving, yeah. Oh.
0: So that's my my five steps. I guarantee it'll work most of the time. If it doesn't, you can come after me. Um... So they're dwindling numbers. Just take a look at this graph from New York Times. So you can kind of see that the amount of people who are concerned or alarmed about climate change as both the drought in California progressed and as the Trump administration came into office, it rose significantly to April in 2020, where most of the population, well, the lion's share of the population, over 60 percent, was either cautious, concerned or alarmed about climate change yeah it's something like seven percent were dismissive, and this is from almost two years ago, so it's definitely higher now.
1: It's very great to hear that people actually they don't just care they're willing to do action
0: absolutely i um and then this one is about adults who discuss global warming occasionally uh this one's a little bit harder to conceptualize. But I think it's really interesting how, regardless of political stance, the further west you go, um, the more people talk about climate change. Yeah. It's it's in the western U.S. is undeniably more affected by climate change than anywhere else in the United States. So it makes sense that they're talking about it more often. And then for the rest of the United States, it, it more so just follows um red versus blue political maps
1: i find it interesting that there's also you can see small purple areas everywhere there's a major college
0: well everywhere there's a major city yeah but i feel like like there's u of i down there and then it's a it's a political map there
1: are major cities but there are also places where you really wouldn't think the city would be big enough to make a difference like durham north carolina that's a like not a very big city, but that's where Duke okay. and UNC are.
0: That's actually really interesting. I, I didn't think of that when looking there. I was kind of more so focused on that. And like Texas, you know, it's literally just Austin. And I don't, I don't know what's here. El Paso. Over there. El Paso. Isn't that kind of like a one light <laughs> like city?
1: I don't. No, is there um, any
0: uh i'm yeah. just checking a map real quick that is um it, that's not even el paso it's the first kind of bend of texas that's really that's uh that's marfa
1: texas marfa texas
0: i, would I wonder have they suggest- were so environmentally conscious um i don't know it's not really reservoirs or dams it's it's one light town (laughs) uh huh okay so marfa texas you friend of the friend of the show um okay i I can definitely see it there's euclair kind of here in wisconsin that's where a bunch of uw's are but it's so weird how like um montana and idaho like the most like Right-wing states in uh, the Western U.S. are have lots of discussion about climate change because it's more pervasive. Even kind of, almost regardless of um, politics, in the Rust Belt, which is the least affected by climate change in the country, in Chicago, Detroit, even uh, Milwaukee, there's very there's much less discussion about it. It's just a lot less pervasive in your life. And I think that's almost a better graph of how pervasive this is in your life. Yeah. I, I I, think it's super interesting how northern Texas, which has just been hammered by drought for almost the last 20 years continuously, still doesn't have much of a concern.
1: And then and it also feels like places that are more historically environmentally conscious mm-hmm. have like higher disposition to be talking about climate change like Vermont and Colorado immediately come to mind. Oh yeah. And then the places that experience it more. So like you said, the further you go West, the more experience those people have with uh drought and extreme weather.
0: But like some of the most Republican Areas of the country, like, even if they're being hit hard by drought, at least in middle America, still no discussion. But some of the most conservative areas of California, and when I say conservative area of California, yeah, it is a conservative area. Like, it's not like, oh, it, it, it's California, so they're still going to be pretty liberal. No. Having had a firsthand experience with the lovely um, residents of northern rural California, um, I can tell you, um, they they put Texas Bible thumpers to shame. Yeah. And the fact that they don't have a state legislature that supports them makes them even worse. But they talk about climate change too. Hmm? Yeah. So moral of the story, climate change denial, there's a lot of different ways about it. And especially all the stuff I was saying about trying to convince people about it at the next holiday Give your grandparents a shot, just see if something can be done because old people, for all of their you know things that they can't really do, can still do a lot in terms of they have a good amount of money and money can do a lot so that's all for that. next episode on Russia
1: Yup. Uh, you love to hear it you I am I am, hear I am
0: hyped for modern warfare four that's all I'm saying. I was raised on the modern warfare series I am i'm excited let's get some yeah the problem is the first three games were on russia too so like you know it'll kind of get stale
1: it gets stale but it's it's fine
0: yeah they kind of had their a field day with continuous middle east games for all of the 2010s so let's go back to russia there were some fun missions in modern warfare 2 god that was such a good game yeah it's, it's a beautiful place you know Unfortunately, it's ruled by a dictator. We'll get into that, all that and more, next episode. Any shoutouts?
1: Um, I'm gonna say not right now. Shout Can't out anything, to really.
0: the People's Army of Ukraine.
1: That is a good shout out.
0: Yes. Um, and I'm hold on. I'm just gonna check the news to see if our news segment was our is already outdated. I haven't seen any um mushroom clouds to the north so I think we're okay. Yeah. Uh. Nah. We're good for now. Well, stay safe everyone. Don't be I got this is on your back. The point of contention is, is how they act. Where you draw the line will set you free.
1: Don't know, baby, so-